Welcome to the sixth issue of Comic Tating, presented by Nerdables and sponsored by Earth 2 Comics. Let the nerds take over! Us? Huh? So we return after our week hiatus. Last week was a skip week, uh, fifth Wednesday in June. And now that we're in July, DC has restarted their, or not restarted, has resumed their rebirth scheduling. And we know we're into the uh, nitty gritty now because lots of number twos this week. Green Lanterns, Green Arrow, Aquaman, Batman, and Superman have their second issues that come out. And Justice League Rebirth, the special, comes out this week as well. Sebastian joins me again here at Earth 2 Comics in Northridge to discuss this week's books. So, how are you? Did you enjoy your week I off? I did. I did. It was a fun week off. I'm happy to get uh, some books back, especially this week. We've got Justice League as the new Rebirth number one. Mm-hmm. And then we are into the number two, We're Superman and Batman. Series. And just so everybody knows, we all have our digits. We, we do. We do. We did not lose we any didn't fingers. We blow any fingers off. Do you have anybody, like, fire stuff at, like, after midnight? Yeah, but we also had people in our neighborhood firing off stuff the night before. That's well, always fun. Not really. I guess it's like super wee hours of the morning of July 4th. <laughs> I woke up early, got to celebrate independence. Let's do it. We didn't have anything. Like, we barely had anything late, but then, yeah, something like 1230, 1 o'clock. Like, the last one. Middle, like, yeah, oh, there's like, one left. Hey, we got one left, guys. Before we drive home drunk, let's make sure we just light it off. Always fun to watch. It's always fun watching the videos of idiots that are trying to like light stuff in the middle of the street and just standing there like click, click, click. Hey, it's lit. But it's fun. So we hope you guys had a, uh, a safe and fun and crazy 4th of July weekend. And now that it's over, we're back reading comics. Um, like we said, Green Arrow and Green Lanterns number two have come out. Uh, to be honest, we haven't had a chance to read them yet. Uh, so we're going to skip those. We both did like number ones, so we're sure number two is good, too. We're going to jump into Aquaman real fast with number two, because this was a book. The Aquaman number one actually kind of surprised me. that I, I really liked it. It was a solid comic book. This issue definitely got better, too. I, I enjoyed the first one. This one definitely has the, the story elements, a lot of the classic Black Manta, Aquaman feel to it. Yeah, it definitely reestablishes their um, animosity, their conflict with each other. Um, for those of you that don't know, Aquaman killed Black Manta's father years ago after Black Manta's father killed uh, Aquaman's father, um, the, the human side of him. And in a fit of rage, he killed Black Manta's father. And as he says in the issue, that that moment defines him, changes him from Arthur Curry to Aquaman to in, in terms of understanding his his power, his responsibility, what he can and can't do. So there's a, although there's a, a battle royale of these two trying to duke it out, there's a lot of dialogue in here in that classic comic book sense of while you're beating the crap out of each other, you're espousing. You're able to talk. These and, huge lines of, uh, of, of deep dialogue, but it's a, done well. Exposition as you take a punch and yeah, it's yeah. A, but, it, but it's good. That's, that's something that's comic comics do really do. well. Yeah. You know, it's. You're in the air for like ten seconds when you jump towards the enemy, and you're you're talking about your 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 whole life. All they need is the anime uh, speed lines, yeah. behind them as they're moving towards them. So Dan Ebnett, as a writer, I think he really understands this entire 
like I said, this conflict between the two of them, Black Manta is, uh, along with Ocean Master, Aquaman's like major villains, his Joker and in, in, in Penguin, if you will, uh, to, to Batman. And I think there's a real understanding and, and something new, some nuances of that conflict as well that are contained in the issue. And Abnett does a really good job, again, of having that um, uh, Atlantis and the surface world being at odds and Atlanteans understanding that they need to act differently. Um, they need to save the people that are in this, this embassy that was attacked in the first issue that is quickly filling with water. Uh, as the Atlanteans try to get people out and understand, like, if we don't do the right thing, they're never going to understand us. So I uh, again, won't spend a ton of time on it, but I really like this issue. This is Aquaman is a solid, solid book. Uh, it, yes, solid is, is a great word to describe it, especially because Aquaman is a character that can easily become a very sort of book that stretches beyond its intended storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, something when you look at, like, uh, Jeff Johns' run, You've got a great run of issues, but then afterwards, once that big story that was preconceived got finished, it kind of fell by the wayside, became middle of the road, and uh, the curse of Aquaman, at least for me, has always been like, there's like two or three really great stories in a run, and then Aquaman peters out and falls away, and I'm really hoping that this book doesn't fall to it. Dan Abnett's got a great idea going here. He's got a lot of setup for the future, especially the ending of this book, especially for a character like Black Manta, where once they sort of get out their their anger and frustration with each other, where do you go from there? Yeah, yeah where do you go from there? Because yeah, it leaves it, you with a sense, without giving too much away, it leaves you with a sense of what happens next for Black Manta. Right, right. And, and, and so that's very intriguing. And this, one is of the things, a, this is a decades-long conflict that has sort of come to a kind of resolution it's here. Come to a, it's come to a fork in the road, basically, in, in, in some degrees. And one of the things that Abnett does well is is you really have to use Atlantis when you write Aquaman to me. My favorite run of Aquaman is, is Peter David's because yes. it's all about him being the king of Atlantis, being not just a king in the regal monarch sense, but he's the president of Atlantis. He's the premier. He's the prime minister, whatever. He's trying he's to run Atlantis of- and... He has to fight with the Justice League, and he has to keep Ocean Master from destroying the surface world, and he has to keep Black Manta from blowing up Atlantis. So there's all these different things that are that are attacking him from each side, uh, responsibilities that he shoulders, and Peter David wrote that very well, and I'm hoping that, and, and it seems like that Abnett kind of is doing a little bit of that in that way. You have Mira as a, as a major character. You have, um, you know, his, his King's Guard is in it for a second. You yes, have this yeah. human... Uh, whose name? All She's of a sudden, from the British Joanna, Navy. Yeah, Joanna something or other. Stalin, why well, flip pages? Do, 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 do. Where the heck did he have her name? It's Joanna something. Uh, Joanna Stubbs, British Royal Navy. So it looks like she'll be a big part of this book as well, which is always great. And, yeah, like yeah. an attache or some sort of liaison. Yeah, somebody that you'll be able to have to to kind of bounce some I, some new ideas and new storylines off of. So, yeah. again, Aquaman 2, a really good issue. A really good issue. So we're going to get into Batman number two. Batman. Uh, David Finch doing two issues in a row, by Oh, my the way. goodness. Written by Tom King. I love the first shot, the Statue of Justice. Statue of Justice. The Statue of Liberty, except she has a shield. Uh, Solomon Grundy is attacking or in a, in a, in a battle with our two new characters, Gotham, Gotham and Gotham, Gotham Girl, Girl. super powered uh, residents that we met just last issue, and then helped course, Batman save the plane. Yeah, the plane, the plane, and Batman helps uh, end Grundy's little uh, tirade here, um, and then we just get the the Colonel Corps 
uh, <laughs> ad that's in here. This uh, this episode not brought to you by KFC's Kernel Core. Available now free on Comicsology.com. <laughs> Hashtag KFC. Uh, yeah, he, the, you pointed the crisis this out of to me. infinite kernels, and it's the the different. It's a number of different kernels. Colonel Sanders from the KFC fast food restaurant, and it fascinates me in so many different ways. There's a kid kernel. There's, there's a, a kid, there's a, there's a, a kernel that's a kernel. chicken. The, the kernel that's a chicken. We're just going to go on the way way off on the tangent here. There's a kernel that is a chicken, which makes it very weird to be in charge of a does he fried sell, chicken. Yeah. Does, does he sell like the bad people? Does he sell chicken or does he sell people? humans? Yeah. Does he sell bad employees? Oh, my God. Oh, Jim. Jim, you didn't make it this week. Oh, into the fryer with you. Always on my ass, Colonel. <laughs> I order you to get into that breading machine. So anyway, it's very distracting. It's it's, so, <laughs> it's very it's distracting. So fascinating. There's also another part in this issue that you'll probably get to. Uh, there's a one point where Commissioner Gordon. Oh yeah, has, there's a there's a great unintended uh, an unintended lead into an ad. Again, not brought to you by Suicide Squad, but <laughs> Commissioner Gordon asks, uh, "Is there anything else you would consider monsters in this city?" And you turn the page, and it's an ad for Suicide Squad statues. Yes, and I had quite the laugh at that. The lo- the unintentional stuff is great. Uh, so yeah, we we're continuing as as Bruce is trying to decide what to do with these two new superpowered characters that have told him that they want to help. They're trying to help. Um, and and he's been very clear. He makes it clear, at least to the audience, that uh, through the character of Gotham and Gotham Girl, that, that they are actually doing good. They are helping people, and he wants them to do better. Yeah. So they ask him for help, and now like, he's sort of in that decision of, like, do I lend my knowledge to Superman? And is Batman ever the paranoid character? has reservations about it but that's what makes these characters interesting is that we don't know much about them i think i mentioned a few episodes ago that they're very much reminiscent of the old uh, nightwing and flamebird characters yeah, that same feel um in keeping with the bruce that we're seeing in detective comics though he does kind of uh, you know as he says there's only so much that he can do by himself at some point he's going to die and then dick's going to take over and then dick's going to die and then you know what this this kind of endless cycle and maybe it's time to bring other people in so and i and i like it it's like a new it's a new side i mean they've they've had this before but it's been so long he's been such a loner throughout the whole new 52 and he's been so untrustworthy um there's some great jabs from alfred in here i like the i love the way tom king writes alfred so snarky he's a super snark super snark commissioner gordon we see uh, we see a character in, in that that walks into Commissioner Gordon's office and basically says that uh, he's we've, responsible for what we've been what we've seen earlier in the issue, and then Gordon. He's our know, setup. He's yeah. He's kind of the, the the setup for it. I will say I do love the fact that Gordon's got a revolver. I've always right. Said, As Gordon he needs yeah. Gordon needs a revolver. The new Fifty Two Gordon had an automatic that doesn't work for me. Um. But again, a, a really good standard Batman issue. Uh, we we by the end of the issue, you kind of find out who is, who's kind of running this this show that we saw, uh, you know this this villainous plan that's been started so far. But it doesn't lay everything out as to what the plan is. Right, so there's a lot to, going on. We've got the reveal of a classic Bat character who's made yeah. a comeback using a character who's still a bit of a mystery to us, and uh, the gentleman in the book who who 
is the unknown catalyst that we've come to arrive to has a very interesting scene, a very Batman-esque scene, a very classic Yeah, there's, there's clues with it. I mean, if you know your Batman characters, then that scene will actually give it away in a good yes. way. You know, you read it and you go, aha. And then as you, you kind of get through the issue, you discover what's there. But again, very intriguing. It's a very good, in terms of a Batman book, it's something that makes you want to read more. It's not something that's laid out completely in the first, you know, we're in 40 pages into it and it's not, complete there's, right. there's something going on there's a bigger mystery uh in addition to these two new superpowered characters you have a villain that's doing some sort of plan that is not revealed really right you um, never want an issue two that feels like it doesn't mean anything yeah and that's there's, there's there's beats and pieces to move the plot along and there's also beats and pieces that move bruce along bruce's motivations bruce's emotions his uh we get his relationship with alfred we get his relationship with gordon right kind of reestablished in here as well we get classic batman moments so again um it's a definitely good uh, for me a good use of alfred uh, the big yes. problem that a lot of people tend to have writing alfred is alfred is kind of there and he's in the background a lot but a good alfred is sort of a fatherly figure but he's also the guy who gets batman to talk to the audience yeah. And that is what I really liked about Alfred in this story so far is that he is there to get exposition out of Batman. Yeah, and it gets it gives him a chance to to, to not be an internal right. or omniscient, you know, you're, you're not getting um uh, uh thought boxes, thought, or boxes. thought balloons for it. You you get it through the dialogue. Which... Quite a bit of the new 52 version of Batman so far has been very internal. Yeah. And I like a Batman that has someone to talk to and to sort of bounce ideas off of. So very, very enjoyable. He just, he just needs someone to talk to, man. He does need somebody to talk to. He's just dressing up as a bat for no reason. Um, again, David Finch doing the issue again. David Finch always well, always good. Um, classic Finch. Yes. Yeah, classic again, Finch. He's got, good a, stuff in here. he's got a good There's a colorist. party in the middle. There's a very good-looking woman that's there. He does that very well. Um, yeah, but again, good book. I mean, there's... It's hard. I mean, it's it's a weird thing. You do a review show, and and for us, like we said, we're trying to do a positive review show, so we're not critiquing a lot of things. You know, it's not something that it's so much easier. You get a book like this book is terrible. I'm going to tell you right. why, page by page by page. Here, I mean, as as a book that you like, you don't want to give away too much. So it's better to give good reviews to the stuff that yeah. you enjoyed versus if you're on the fence with Batman, yeah. go for it. Go if for you're it. on the fence with Aquaman, go for it. Give yeah, definitely give him a shot. Um, so that brings us to the new book of the week, I guess. The, the you know no previous issues bring the rebirth special of Justice League. Brian Hitch, uh, fresh off his other Justice not League exactly run. completed JLA run, um, which was very good for as long as it lasted. But you know, unfortunately, when you have Hitch doing the art, um, and then other, I'm, I'm sure other things came up as well. It wasn't right. able to be completed, but he moves. Into the JLA, or the Justice League. Uh, he does do the art for this issue. When we get into the regular Justice League book, Tony Daniels doing the art. I think there's one other person, because I believe it's bi-weekly. Um, Tony Daniels, always a pleasure. And a bit of an asterisk annotation here. Just uh, for clarification, there. so the titles don't confuse you, because I've actually talked to a few people who were thrown off by the titles, and it's a totally understandable mistake. So a book like Justice League Rebirth, number one, is a one-shot. And then the first official issue of the book will be Rebirth Justice League number one. Yeah, it's actually, it's it's officially titled Justice League number one. It's got their Rebirth panel on it. A lot right. of people are calling it Rebirth Justice League. 
Yes, this is this is the one shot special. Yeah, the numbering on it didn't didn't work. It's doing us as retailers no favors because right. people keep coming in and asking, "Where's number two? Right. Or they're saying, "Why are there? Why is there another Batman number one?" I don't, right. I don't understand. It's like no, you got to read yeah. Batman Rebirth one. And here, Justice and then League Rebirth does. Batman. Yeah, Justice League does in a Rebirth special what the best of the Rebirth specials did, and it is reestablishes this kind of new status quo. We have the Justice League. We have the uh, pre-52, now rebirth Superman, uh, the married Clark, uh, who is not at this point a member of the Justice League. Justice League is going through its uh, its mourning period as their Superman, their new 52 Superman, has died. Uh, when we get into this book, Superman is not a part of the Justice League. And a big portion of this book is Clark and Lois discussing what Superman means to the Justice League what Justice League means to Superman, why it's the why that relationship exists, how that relationship exists. Clark isn't necessarily someone who wants to jump in and do this, but there is a Lois gets all the poignant lines here uh, in in terms of this book, and I really like the scripting in this book. Again, Brian Hitch, known to be an artist, not as much of a, of a, of a writer. He's just kind of starting out, but there's some really good, uh, like Aquaman, some really poignant deep lines between Lois and Clark as right. to what it means to be Superman. And beautiful artwork all in. It's Brian Hitch. Yeah, I it's mean, Brian Hitch. You can't, you can't really go wrong. The giant uh, arachnid monster yeah, the attacking monster the, the city. Beginning. Very, very uh, authority. Yes, um, very much the authority. Great. I mean, there's especially a great the third arc that he did. Yeah, the, 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 the third arc that he did for, um, for authority with the, the god creature coming back. A lot of that type of stuff that's Lots here. of fine details. Brian Hitch, you can't go wrong with the art. Yeah. Uh, beautiful, beautiful stuff. Writer artists are something that are something that I miss in the comic book industry. You don't see them very often, and it's very it's refreshing tough. when they come up. Yes, it's very, very tough. And it's a good Justice League issue. I mean, you've got the Justice League doing a lot of different things. Uh, you know, a lot of trying to stop this monster from destroying the Earth. city, from yeah. destroying... Because it's the, taking the, over uh, people, yeah, it's it has over little parasites with little little parasites. So it's like a almost like a Starro, very Good much Justice an League illusion too. to Starro. We have um, we have Simon and Jessica show up as the Green Lanterns we here do. on Earth, and uh, they're they actually they're they're, they're doing well. I I don't I'm not the biggest Simon Bass fan, but I actually liked uh, liked some of the lines in here. He's a little toned down on this issue. Yeah, and I, I appreciated it. I like the way that Brian writes him. So just really good work, really good teamwork. Mm-hmm. We got uh, Barry shooting lightning out of his hands. Is something Shh, something coming, new? Oh. And it's definitely a, it, it's a it's a raw raw Justice League book. It is. Uh, it's very much know, it's, uh, setting up the team, the yeah. new team of the Justice League. It's the, all the character moments come from Clark and Lois. And there's one really really interesting moment on uh, the satellite, where it, it's a bit of a flashback into moments before they jump into battle. Yeah. And it's a really really good heartfelt moment of everybody like, what do we do? What's going on? So this kind of feels like it takes place directly after the death of the New 52 Superman. We have like a bit of a pause moment. They're all mourning. And then we've got... Yeah, because like, in that moment, they know that the the new Super, the Clark Superman is is alive, though. So Yes. Yes, um, they know they know yeah. there is another Superman. There's, yeah, there's little pieces. And, and like some... We, we now know the Superman rebirth deals with Superman. You know, the Clark Superman, the new Superman trying to figure stuff out. He's such a big part of this now. I mean, it just he feels like he's he's a part of all these different pieces as they're trying to figure out where his place, where right. this this Clark 
this pre-52 convergence Clark, whatever you want to call him, is, is here. And um, they're trying to resell you on Superman. Yeah, and on, I think on, they do on a on a on a not a new version of Superman either. They're trying to resell you on the heart of Superman. This is, this is what Jeff was talking about in terms of legacy, in terms of of bringing back yeah that that heart and soul of Superman and the book that does it the best. And I'm going to tell you right now. Superman number two, Peter Tomasi, uh, and Patrick Gleason. Top book this week for me. Damn, that's a good book. It's really good. Um, for those of you that, 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 that Tomasi and Gleason did Batman and Robin in the New Fifty Two, which was a. Uh, it's hard to say that it's an underrated book because it was a big book, but because it didn't reach that Batman Batman status. Um, right. It's very you know, Snyder's it's Batman. Very and Snyder's Batman. Oriented. Snyder's Batman is deserving of that of that praise, but uh Tomasi and Gleason's uh, Bruce and Damian run is 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 underrated in in, in it's my a family book. yeah this book is awesome um we have su- we have yeah beautiful in this book yeah this like said Patrick Gleason someone of a like a, a Doug Mankey light in a good way you know he's kind of got some of that feel yeah a lot of blacks a lot of darks but then the colors that pop out of it the oranges and reds and yellows that pop through this is good great. use of negative space superman is superman in this book he saves this russian sub they're sort of like is he coming for us is he stealing our uranium like, no i'm just saving you it's cool superman died who is the superman yeah. what can we do and it's superman he knows that he has to train his son his son's yeah. gonna have powers so yeah he brings his son with him to this to this rescue to the simple rescue of a sub stuck in the ice and of course nothing is so simple no and then never. they're attacked by a kraken super octopus uh, something that's been creature yeah, some some alien creature from the depths of uh, the deep earth an unknown creature it's not you know it's not supposed to be like a giant squid this is a very yeah. alien monster and i like that i like sort of the secrets of the earth go beyond what we know especially in the superhero world beautiful moments uh there is one yeah, page i, I, I don't, I don't even just wanna, i don't want to talk about it you I just, just turn to the page i know it's a beautiful just, family it's a page. gorgeous it's a gorgeous piece there's a lot of stuff that's addressed here from number one, the um, and I don't I don't even want to talk much about it, but the the events of issue number one are addressed here. They're addressed in terms of the the Justice Leaguers that show up to you know Bat, uh, Batman and, and Wonder Woman showing up to talk to to talk to Clark, uh, uh, Jonathan's uh, attempt to save the cat that goes horribly gut wrenchingly wrong. wrong. Uh, is addressed in here. His power set is addressed in here. The fact that there is one other person that knows that he has some sort of power. Yes. Um, they talk about it, we not see, just plot yeah, gimmicks. Yeah, we see some of the paranoia that Clark has to have, and we get the return of a villain that I don't. I don't want to talk about at all because it was just it right. was a fantastic moment when you flipped that page. So, if I, you're a, if you're a '90s Superman fan, if you're a Superman, fan if you're a Superman all, fan, you will. If you're a, if you're a fan of good of good comics that are gorgeous that colored well that are written well that has there's a heart and soul in this book we talked about it you know there's 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 heart in aquaman there's heart in that in that the batman book um there's even heart in in brian hitch's jla book or justice league book i keep wanting to say jla uh justice league book in terms of you know what the justice league means to this to this new world that we're we're re-encountering but this book is it's so good i've just i've always i've always liked superman i've always been a superman fan as I've gotten older, I've actually become more of a Superman fan. And the new 52 Superman left me completely cold until um, Action Comics. What was it? 19? For me, yeah. it started with Jeff and then Greg Pak took over. The Greg Pak one. Yeah, Greg Pak's 
uh, Greg Pak's Superman of his action comics is is bloody amazing. And I, I and it always it always bothers me because it's one of those things where it's like I kind of wish this was how they that was how they started. Yeah. Because I feel like you know two and three years in feels like I don't I don't like feeling like I'm just getting to know the character now. Well, just getting the character that you want. The, the, yeah. Um, we still have the the poster that that uh, heralded the change in creative teams with Greg Pak and Aaron Cooter coming on to Action Comics. And when I read it, we, I put this little piece on the bottom of it, and I said, this is the Superman I've been waiting for since 2011. Yes. Um, neither of those books, to me, were interesting at all uh, as a Superman fan. And, and and I will say that Perez's t- hands were so tied. I don't think he ever had a chance to make that a good book. It was, the it, there's a lot of, I mean, as, as time goes on, you know, we'll get more and more anecdotes about sort of the origin of the New 52, but a hands tying is definitely an, a good way to put it. Because I remember when he was doing... Uh, they did that early run with uh, Power Girl, and and George Perez was doing the art, and just him talking about how it's like, well, like it, there was some like internet drama, of course, but having to do with the fact that they changed the costume uh, on him, like you when you look at like his original like solicited art, something like that, versus what appeared in the book was very very different. So it was very interesting. Very... Yeah, well, very very soon he was very vocal about the fact that he was attempting to find out what Grant was doing with Action Comics, right? Because that, that was the prequel, was five years before, and they wouldn't tell him. They they couldn't tell him. Yes, <laughs> they didn't know. Uh, according to according to, to to George, at least, um, that there was there wasn't anything. So, but the, you know, here it seems like they've really started off on a on a good on foot. a very different note of letting these guys kind of do the stories that they want to do. Um, they it definitely feels like there's communication. There's communication, and I think there's a very clear mandate of when you can. That idea that again Jeff talked about in the video, in the interviews, in the writings, in the editor's notes of that legacy of the return to DC the way that it was, quote unquote, a nostalgic feel, whatever you want to say for it. That. Um, but also something new and exciting, and they've made that mix. I think if you if you're a new Fifty Two fan, then this Superman is brand new to you, right? If you're yes, a fan, you know that's read comics for however many years, like I have. Uh, it's a return to some of that that yes. classic best stuff that you've read in a long time. So, and even the opening narration uh, that ties into Superman is is Superman talking. You don't realize it when you're reading the first few pages in Justice League. But it's Superman talking about the universe and this Justice League. You know, he's like, like I come from a unit. Like, what's what's the world out there like? Is there yeah. a world where they don't have to deal with gods and monsters? Yeah, that's the that's the Justice League one. Yeah, that's Justice. Yeah, League. yeah, the Justice League one. It's, it's a very meta moment in terms of, you know, the reader. Uh, you know, are there worlds out there where there there's no Justice League? Are we just no, myths and legends? Yeah, uh, we're mad god. There's a world where mad gods don't walk the world and things that we do are just the stuff of legends of stories. And it was like, okay, yeah, I get yeah, very the fun. Wink, we uh, wink at the audience sort of thing. Um, so yes, the, the, the Superman number two is our, would be our definite pick of the week. If we had one, that title has been great through. I mean, it's only been two issues, but heart, I think two of the most solid issues when you put those two together. Oh, it's got uh, heart. And that's, that's what heart, I, yeah. that heart is, especially for Superman is an important thing because a lot of people, you know, they, they, some people, you know, they don't find Superman interesting, and it's one of those things where it's like, I can understand, you know, having that power set sort of making his his battles sort of uh, one and done, but that Superman is beyond just the fights and the action. Superman is an ideal, and his books need to be presented as such. 
and Gleason and Tomasi are doing that. A good Superman book is to me the key to it is 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 that supporting cast is Lois in yes. this case Jonathan now uh, uh, Jimmy Jimmy his anyone kid yeah now, the, the, John, the, yeah that's the same the um, opening page of this book Perry, is, is a great the other the other heroes that are there it's always great when someone else shows up um, even characters like a great, Grant yeah there's a great uh, <laughs> I remember in in, in like, I want to say the early two thousands one of the best the two best Superman appearances I remember is when he shows up in Nightwing and when he shows up in Hitman. Yes. Of all the books, Garth Ennis writes an absolutely fantastic Superman story, and it, you know, uh, uh, Tommy's just like, "Wow, Superman, great!" And then picks up the sniper rifle, pow! <laughs> you know, it's just such a yes. great moment. But it's a very, this is Superman. This is what makes Superman tick, and this is why he's important. This is why he's good, and all these things. And it felt like once you got outside of the Superman books, other people were writing them better because it, you can't do that in every single Superman issue. You can if you have the right supporting group right. in order to do it. Here, every issue, it's not Superman we're following. It's Jonathan. Right. Especially it, in this book. The, especially, yeah. The opening page of this book is great because it's, you know, it's Superman. He's holding on Jonathan. Jonathan doesn't have a power set at all apart from some super speed that we've seen a little bit here and there. And he, yeah, he's, vision. Trying to, he's trying to learn to fly in the first one. Isn't and he's, he's trying like to learn. Yeah. He's trying to learn to fly. And even with the heat vision was something completely incidental. Yeah. And I like that he's carrying him. It's like, it's like, so what are we doing, Dan? It's like, don't worry. You know, it's like, are you going to take me to the Justice League? Are you going to hand me? It's like, no, no, no. I'm not handing you over to the Justice League. Hand him over to the Justice League. And he's like, it's like, no, we're going to, like, look, we know you got some powers. Let's, you know, watch me and watch and learn. It's time to start learning how to use this. It's like, awesome, awesome stuff. Yeah. Really, really great books. So again, Superman number two, our pick of the week. And Green Arrow and Green Lanterns uh, both have number two issues this week. Again, we didn't have a chance to read them, so that's why they're not in the review. We don't take it as anything about their quality, just uh, more about our lack of time uh, <laughs> as we finish up today. So we're going to finish up and wrap up this episode. Uh, you can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. SoundCloud and Stitcher, I think. And everywhere that you find our parent podcast, Nerdables, with Sebastian and I are on every week, along with our friends Rich and Ethan and any guest stars. We will be in San Diego in the end of July. We will be presenting a panel, we think, on Saturday? I think it's supposed to be Saturday. It's supposed to be Saturday. But it, uh, uh, not, we'll be in the program. Yeah, once, once the programming comes out, then we'll know for, for absolute sure. But we will be presenting a, power, a panel with our friend Eric Bauza on voice acting or voice over acting and do some fun stuff there. So if you're in San Diego and you have a chance, come check us out. You can see what we all look like and be disappointed. Um, we're all supermodels. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think that will do it. So for Sebastian, this is Chris, and we will talk to you next week.